Happy Thursday, Patriots of America, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 13 of The Rich Ranch Show, where we celebrate true freedom, justice in the American way, and the greatest country in the world, the U.S. of A. I am your host, Rich. I want to give a shout out to all you free-thinking, legal-voting patriots that are following us. Hey, be sure to subscribe and share our podcast with fellow patriots all across our great nation, and also be sure to follow us on Twitter on Real Rich Rant. We love hearing from you guys. We want to see you following us, and we're always posting all the time, guys, so thank you for being a part of our show and we want to welcome you once again to the rich rant zone Well, Patriots, it seems your favorite local terrorist group is at it again. That's right. You know that peaceful, fun-loving activist group called Black Lives Matter who believes in equality while burning down your neighborhood? Yeah, you guys remember that group. Well, Black Lives Matter has actually decided to rear its ugly head again this week after, you know, thinking that they can have a few ideas that they would like to be able to share towards uh, the, quote, not-so-president Joe Biden. Now, you might be asking, like, why is this in the news? Well, it turns out where that Black Lives Matter, well, it seems like they have a couple ideas that they'd like to share with Sleepy Joe and, uh, honey, where's my black car, Kamala Harris? Now, according to the source at the New York Post, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Collars has requested a sit-down with Joe Biden to discuss her and her organization's expectations of what they want to see from basically this joke called the Biden administration. I mean, this guy's literally standing in front of something that says, you know, office of the president-elect and we still have votes to count. Yeah, okay, we'll just run with that for now. But anyway, guys, so she goes out and she's writing this letter. And I want to read a couple of things where she had mentioned that, uh, writing towards Joe Biden. So some of the things she said was this, quote, without the resounding support of black people, we would be saddled with a very different electoral outcome. In short, black people won this election. She continues on and says, Along, alongside black-led organizations around the nation, Black Lives Matter invested heavily in this election. Vote and organize, and I guess we're all kind of wondering what that organize means now, became our motto, and our electoral justice efforts reached more than 60 million voters. We want something for our vote. We are requesting a meeting with you both to discuss the expectations of what we have for your administration and the commitments that must be made to black people. Now, here's the interesting part of where I find that she had mentioned. Actually, I have to give the lady a little bit of props for even mentioning it, because what she does is she tries to actually uh, call out, you know, past uh, past career moves of, of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were, you know, you remember, probably remember a couple of them, you know, when Joe Biden was talking about how, you know, black people being super predators and, and obviously, you know, Kamala Harris calling out Biden during one of the debates that they had where how he was very much against segregation of schools out in California. And let's not forget about how Kamala Harris was very much about trying to take first time black offenders for marijuana and different things like that and putting them into jail for long sentences while she sat there and actually laughed when asked about it herself because she had done it. You remember those couple things. Well, as you know, Miss Collar's actually, like I said, giving her credit for what she had done. But here's what she gave an idea in her letter as a remedy for some of the things that uh, Biden and Harris have done in the past. Here's what she said. She says, quote, The best way to ensure that you remedy past mishaps and work towards a more just future for black people and by extension of all people is to take your direction from black grassroots organizers mentioning them, that have been engaged in this work for decades with a legacy that spans back to the first arrival of enslaved Africans, end of quote. That's right, patriots. 
you just got done hearing a person who calls themselves on television, and everybody's heard it now, Miss Colliers, a trained Marxist, has just tried to dictate to the so-called president what her demands or what her organization demands is going to be and wants to sit down. Now, as far as I know, I have never heard a president be dictated to. And I'm pretty sure she knows there's no way she would get away with that with Donald Trump. Now, in a way, guys, this shouldn't even be a surprise to see such an action as this uh, that just happened this past week. Do you guys happen to remember about, uh, I'd say about two or three months ago, I think it was about episode three or episode four, when I happened to mention about a situation that happened down in Louisville, Kentucky, which which was all involved in the whole murder of Breonna Taylor. And if you call, if you happen to recall that episode, that was the episode where it turns out the local, the Black Lives Matter group, or basically the local gang of Black Lives Matter there based in Louisville, decided to make a list of about 17 to 19, quote, demands to local businesses down there in the Louisville area. Some of them, if you happen not to remember, was that every so many years they wanted each business to be able to hire a certain percentage of black people. They wanted a certain percentage of black black owned companies products in their stores. And if any of the companies didn't comply, they were more than willing to actually have black businesses set up shop right there in front of these businesses storefronts. I mean, unbelievable. So there's two questions that really come out of this. First off, A, are we even shocked that you would have somebody like a trained Marxist like Collier say, yeah, we want we got demands and we want you to hear them. But that also leads to my next question. And maybe you're probably thinking of it as well. Let's just say hypothetical, you know, they go ahead and have this meeting and Joe Biden's sister and says, you know, thank you for the meeting, Ms. Collars, but you know what? We don't want to do that. So the question you might want to ask yourself is, if they don't follow what Black Lives Matter does, is that mean we're going to have more violence going on? I mean, think about it, guys. That's a pretty honest question. I mean, because to write a letter like that, it's got to be something more to that. I mean, because like I said, we've already seen this happen down in Louisville. They've already stated where what happens if you don't comply. So this has got to be one of those things like we want you to hear our demands. And there's got to be a fine line that says or else. Now, this shouldn't be a shock to either Biden. Well, maybe it is because, quite frankly, he can barely remember where he is. But it's definitely not a shock to Kamala Harris. You want to know why? Do you guys remember a couple months back where, a matter of fact, I think it was about uh, about the second week of June of this year when Kamala Harris happened to go on to the late show. And she was talking a little bit about some of the protests and different things like that. Maybe you guys don't remember. I'll, let's go ahead. We'll play the clip of what she happened to say in regards to what could happen with the protest and what she was expecting and, and actually what she was encouraging. Here's what she said. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to, they're not going to stop before election day in November. And they're not going to stop after election day. That's what she had said. They're not going to stop before election day. And they're not going to stop after election day. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that's really, really scary, especially when you have two presidential running mates 
who have broken their neck to not denounce any of the violence that's been going on in our great country. And yet they're saying, according to uh, Ms. Collier's right here, 60 million people have voted for that. But here's where it goes a little bit deeper. Now, we already just got done hearing about vice presidential running back Kamala Harris saying that it's not going to stop. Remember, there are also Congress people on the Democratic side who have also made their points of encouraging some of the things that are going on. In fact, to the point where they've actually said that they're not expecting it to stop and actually encouraging it. Maybe you remember uh, House Representative Presley uh, back on MSNBC. Here's what she had to say about it. Phone calls, send the email, show up. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. I'm looking to the public. She just got done saying that there has to be unrest in the streets as there's unrest in our lives and there's plenty to go around. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's a really scary thing to know. We have somebody who's supposed to be a representation of American constituents that is actually fine with there being violence in the streets. So the question you have to imagine is, is that what we should be expecting with Obama, um, excuse me, with a Biden and Kamala Harris administration? I don't know about you guys know, but that scares me. And that's why we said on the last episode, you know, we we took precautions to make sure that we're taking what we need to do to start protecting ourselves. Because I really feel that with Black Lives Matter, for them to want to have this quote sit down because they think they played such a big role in a not so Biden presidential victory. That there could be some things as under all of this, that if they don't do what they're saying could be a major issue. And see, guys, that's the reason why I, I want to make sure that, you know, we all stay encouraged at this moment in time as we're trying to find out what all of these legal votes and stuff going on. Because as you guys know, you know, we have so much information out there right now of all the fraud that's been going on in some of these swing states that are that are that are still basically still out. I mean, you think about the other day and all when you saw Kylie McEnany went on television and she said they had 236 affidavits. Now, just kind of let you guys know, when somebody does an affidavit to be able to, to testify in court, if you lie on it, it's the same as perjury. You can go to jail for that. And she's got over 200 affidavits, and that's just in the state of Michigan. So with that in mind... This is the reason why we have to be encouraged that Donald Trump is going to do everything in his power to make sure that he's going to save our country. Because if we don't, this is what we're going to be getting. Because we need to be able to make sure we have somebody behind our back that's going to be protecting the freedoms and liberties of our country. Because if we don't, we get tyranny. Like groups like this that want to make demands at the highest office in our country and basically tell us, listen to what we have to say or else. And that's my rich rant. 
Hey guys, thank you for being a part of the show. Definitely always make sure leave some comments and questions and all. And again, guys, make sure to get some more followers out there. And also, we love hearing from you guys. You know, we definitely want to build up the Rich Rant Zone. And also, we definitely love you hearing from you guys all the time as well. So be sure make sure follow us at the Real Rich Rant on our Twitter account. And also let you guys know we're actually going to be uh, opening up on Parlor. Parlor's been a great uh, avenue. You've been hearing a lot of it on television. People trying to find real ways that they can actually be able to exercise their First Amendment rights for freedom without being able to be told, uh, told by Twitter and other places like that that they can't be able to say what they want to based on their uh, their views. So guys, definitely thank you again for being a part of the show. Definitely reach uh, reach out to us and, and follow us next time on episode 14. Be safe, have a great weekend, and God bless America.